Hi, I'm Sally. I'm Linda. And I'm Ming. Pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for this week's episode of Moving Oolong. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Um, today, we're going to be talking all about our siblings. Might be talking trash about them. Might be saying good things about them. Who knows? Um, stay tuned for more. But first, let's go to our weekly recap. Um, Ming, I hear that you've done a lot of things this weekend. Do you want to share? Yeah, this weekend was um, quite busy, I, I guess. A lot more than usual, which... I guess compared to like college level, that's not that much, you know, to do more than one thing at a time a day is kind of busy. So um, I guess I'll just start with, I took PTO finally a day off on Friday and it was the first time I had taken PTO since Christmas. So it was, it was such a relief to be able to like close my laptop at, on Thursday, even though I had to work late to like seven on Thursday, but that's the, besides the point of <laughs> I took PTO off on Friday so that I could go um, to one of those getaway cabins with Stefan for the weekend or just the night, really. And it was really nice to, as I say, get away. And we did a, the longest road trip we've been on together, which was like two Where and a half hours it? one way. It was just outside of Shenandoah, Virginia. Mm-hmm. So yeah, two and a half hours from his place. And it was really nice, very relaxing and peaceful. What did you do there? Um, uh, what was it like? Like, what did they have <laughs> okay. there? Give us the whole rundown. <laughs> yes. The whole point of this getaway, the cabin, the experience is that you're getting away and there's no like, there's supposed to be no Wi-Fi or cell service, but there was for us. But you're supposed to like put your phones down and like there's no TV or anything like that. And um, they had very limited, like it's a very small cabin. So it's literally just a bed, a tiny little like, I don't know, cooking section and then the bathroom and that's it. But it has like all those anemones. And that- amenities? amenities? So you don't have to... <laughs> amenities. <laughs> so you don't have to pack that much and it's like glamping, like glamorous camping. So mm-hmm. when we got there, we had already been talking on the ride for two and a half hours. So I was like, oh boy, I hope I have enough to say for like another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first thing we did was like, go on a hike because there was a little hiking path in the area and it was really nice how I thought it was just one or two cabins but it's kind of like a whole um like I don't know what they're oh, called village? but you know camping sites oh. yeah it's like a little village mm-hmm, kind of yeah. where the cabins are spaced out enough that you're far enough away from them but you can still like see them kind of and it the map showed them and there's like 30 something cabins and so wow. we like walked around and like looked around and did the little hike and then we were going to make a campfire because they give you all the supplies for that too, so but cute. it was too windy. Wait, are we it like rubbing so the sticks windy. like this? No, 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 no. No, that's too primal. No, <laughs> no it, it's like they give you a fire starter kit in wood, so you just like light the fire and then it kind of catches, mm-hmm. but we couldn't do it. So they they text you if it's um, like not appropriate weather. So it was too windy that I guess they were afraid of it like catching and like spreading, so you weren't allowed to set a fire. So no cooking on the fire. Aww, we brought no hot s'mores. dogs and s'mores. And we couldn't make any of this. So, so sad. inside we like boiled, boiled hot dogs. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all we had. Well, we had more stuff. But that was like the main meat we had because we were like, oh, we're going to just roast them over the fire. But yeah, we did that. And then because we had cell service, we watched um, 
Dotson's senior piano recital. <laughs> what? <laughs> was he streaming it live? Yeah, he was like streaming it on Vimeo, oh. I think. And Stefan was sad because he thought he wouldn't be able to support, but since we had the service, we were able to watch it. And it was nice. very nice. And we read a lot. It, they have very nice like outdoor seating, a picnic bench. And, um, it was very dark at night, though. Like, I, I don't think I've been in complete darkness like that for a long time. So mm, just go to bed. It was a getaway. <laughs> was it scary? <laughs> Actually, it kind of was because it has that like big window, mm. like that huge oh, window. Like and so we pulled those the... shades, but yeah, it's like the window always faces the woods. Like that's their intention to face it. So at night, there's like no lights and there wasn't <gasps> the that many man. stars out. <laughs> no, not, not in Shenandoah, but yeah, it was a good time. And then we had checkout at 11, which was kind of early, but uh, we were all packed and then we drove off. And yeah, that was. It was a nice, nice time. I wish I'd taken more PTO, to be honest. You can still so take you got more. There Friday morning. <laughs> so you got there Friday morning and then left Saturday morning. Yeah, it was. So the reservations are only they're very short, actually. Mm-hmm. I wish they were longer. It feels so rushed. Alleged. Yeah, they're three to 11 to yeah. give time, I guess, for cleaning and stuff in between. But it was nice. I think we could have done another day, but maybe more than that, we would have gotten a little bored. Yeah. But maybe one more day, especially because we didn't go to Shenandoah, like the actual park. Like there are so many hikes you can do and stuff. So we thought about that, but then we were like, no, let's be lazy. <laughs> let's just chill. So depending on how much you want to do, you could definitely stretch it out longer or mm-hmm. shorter. But Would you yeah, rate this better than like actual camping then? Mm, personally, I'm a little lazy and I hate the breakdown of camping like when you have to break everything down and so honestly yeah I would really, it was so they had literally everything you could think of like all the cooking tools um fire starting stuff they had even shampoo and like wow uh, bath towels so all you had to bring was your clothes and toiletries so because of that I would say it was really relaxing and I would give it a higher rating than actual camping but I guess you are limited by what you can do then. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Depends on what you're in the mood for. But yeah, it was nice. And then when I came back, it was like a whole day basically because we got back home around two. So I had like a whole day to do whatever. And then the next day, Costco? Linda can contribute. Oh. Huh? Oh, yeah. I went to Costco when I got back. <laughs> but Sally, you wanted to talk about. I wanted to ask how the Costco foods you got were. Oh yes, so got like upon your Asian recommendation. Yeah, yeah, I got the the buns, the the little microwavable trays. <laughs> I haven't eaten them yet because I'm I'm waiting for like when I'm super lazy and I just want a quick meal. But I did eat the um, Korean uh, poke. How do you pronounce it? Rapoke? It's a Korean rice case, rice cakes with the ramen. Oh, it was very spicy. Rapoke? <laughs> Probably not to you, Sally, but it was kind of spicy for me. Mm-hmm. But it was very good. And it had everything in it. And then I oh. added my own um, like fresh scallion on it. So it was pretty Ooh. good. I have to get so that because I, I haven't that. seen it before at our local Costco's. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did I find it? I don't know because it wasn't frozen. So it wasn't with the the valves. But um, yeah, just look in your noodle. Oh, it was by the like cereals and the, the other typical ramen noodles. Okay. Yeah. I'll look there. So look there. <laughs> But yeah, the next day, Linda picked me up 
do you want to contribute? <laughs> so I picked up Ming at 9.30 a.m. to go get our second shot <laughs> at Greenbelt Station. Um, I feel like there's really nothing to explain there. We just got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was so nice fully that backs. Linda drove. Well, it's like two weeks, right? So we're not oh, yeah, fully back yeah. yet, but... But we're done getting poked. Yeah. Ming, how are your side effects? <laughs> okay. I was completely... So we got it at 9.30 in the mm. morning. And that entire day, I didn't feel anything. Like, Linda even... You texted me and you said your arm was sore. I didn't even have that, right? Yeah. Did your arm soreness go away? Yeah, like the next day. I didn't feel like anything at all. So, except for arm soreness. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, when I woke up on Monday morning, I was like feverish. I was very, very oh, warm wow. and um, kind of achy, I guess. And I had a headache. And so I was like, oh, I have to work. And on Monday, I had three meetings. So I couldn't even like take off. I thought you were going to take really. off. Okay, I was going to, but then they scheduled all these meetings. And I was like, I already took one day of PTO. I can't let them down. No, <laughs> prepare mm. the others. I know. <laughs> But it was fine. It went away by like midday, like the fever and the the headache. But then I had like weird um, arm ache. Like it wasn't just in the arm that I got it in, but it was in both arms. And it started at the biceps and then like kind of worked its way down to like my forearms. So like around five, my forearms were really achy. So I don't know. It was really weird. But, you know, that it was only one day. I, I feel fine now. Well worth it. Mm-hmm. I was like sad that Linda did it. Okay, not huh? sad that Linda didn't get any symptoms. Jealous that Linda did it, that I didn't get any symptoms. I feel like I should have gotten something. Linda didn't get anything? I didn't really get you anything. You didn't get anything at all? No, that's why I'm like, it's oh. not working. Like, the COVID isn't leaving <laughs> my body. But I guess I'm just robust. See, I would have thought the opposite. Yeah. Like, Linda doesn't get her flu shot, so I... Well, usually I if thought you your immune system would have been yeah. like... Ah. If you don't get a response, it probably... Well, it isn't like it can be different for anyone, but usually for uh-huh. older people, it's because their immune system isn't um, like their immune response isn't as strong. What? So wait, Sally, <laughs> are you saying this because you got an immune response too? Yeah, I had like what you were All describing right. too, but I didn't have. <laughs> nice. I don't think I actually had a fever. I just felt like I had oh. a fever, and then my mom touched my head. And was like, "You're fine." <laughs> my mom always says that though. I'm like. Mom, believe me, like I have a fever. <laughs> like before going to school, she'd be like, I feel nothing. <laughs> but maybe it was just in my head, but I did feel kind of warm. But yeah, that was yeah. good. And then now we're all all set in two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. But the last update I was gonna give is that I um because I was feeling perfectly fine on Sunday after getting the shot, I uh, we went to a garden center and we got little vegetables. So now we have like a little vegetable mini garden on our deck. And I'm going to grow like um, peppers and tomatoes. And um, I put some scallions in some dirt. So mm-hmm. hopefully yeah. they'll grow. So yes, yeah, And I got mint. Scallions grow really well mm-hmm. if you just stick them yeah. in the dirt. So I'm excited for it to flourish. I used to do it all the time when I was little with my grandma. We'd grow those exact things. So mm-hmm. it's very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. It was so satisfying. We also got a fig tree from our aunt. So we're also going to fig have tree. figs sometime. Maybe this year. Is it? Is it like a tree It's tree? past season, I think. It, right now, it's just like two sticks. <laughs> but there's leaves <laughs> growing out of the sticks. Uh-huh. I'm going to take you foraging yeah, for it's figs nice. next year. I remember I told you it would take you, but then okay. we forgot. It was like February, I think. Okay, I don't even remember. So you can take me next year. <laughs> 
but it's like nice because this is the first well we were home last summer but I don't know I feel like hopeful and energetic about this <laughs> summer I guess and it's like I was telling uh I don't remember Linda or Stefan that it's like our first summer really post-grad so I'm like I'm gonna take care of my vegetables I'm gonna <laughs> vaccine summer I don't know <laughs> that's your post work post-grad hot girl summer <laughs> take more pto than just one day (laughs) okay that's it on my end okay linda uh oh my god (laughs) what is happening i feel like we were taking that like ming's like roller coaster of a weekend sorry yes (laughs) um we got dogecoin what do you guys know about dogecoin Is that an actual thing? I keep seeing ads for it. Yeah. So, but is it like a foreign Bitcoin? Yeah, my bro got into it. So, <laughs> wait, you know, like that Doge meme is literally like a meme. These younger siblings, like cryptocurrency. <laughs> so it's kind of like Bitcoin. I don't know what makes it different, but it's like super on the rise now. And mm-hmm. like my mom is like, I have to like get with the times, and then oh they, my gosh. they like your mom is they plotted it? together and they bought a whole bunch of dogecoin and they were just checking it and be like oh it's up oh it's down like in like a matter of seconds it was like <laughs> oh my god super tied up into it so i have like my acorns era which is long over so mm. i'm not strong enough to get uh, i'm not getting dogecoin i don't know it just sounds so like like reddit like a meme yeah mm-hmm. like like a <laughs> taiwan scam. semiconductor Okay, Sally. Oh my God, let's, Sally. Let's get it. <laughs> no, believe me, I've made so much money off of this Taiwan semiconductor over the past two years. Mm-hmm. Really? So you should get into it. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else? Anything else? <laughs> what else did we do? Oh, I started a new show, um, an American mm-hmm. show, or is. Oh yeah, it's American, but the person is Australian, like the writer and like the star and the producer, mm. and it's called Everything's Gonna Be Okay on Hulu, and it's so like mm. satisfying to watch because they have awkward moments. It's just like so perfectly awkward that it just reflects real life completely. What is and it about? So it's just a slice of life, kind of. Um, so like this brother, he's like twenty five, like late twenties, and then his dad like passed away from pancreatic cancer in like the first episode it's like a comedy series and he has to take care of it's like, not sound like a comedy like yeah he passed away super suddenly and when they were like okay. carrying the casket it was like all right i don't know i don't even know how to <gasps> describe it but it's like with these two high school age sisters and one of them is autistic and there's like that kind of representation and like the actress is also autistic mm-hmm. and it just has a lot of like good representation. Like these three high school kids try to organize a threesome or something, and they did it so like endearingly and awkwardly. I was like, this is so heartwarming to watch. Um, yeah, I would recommend it. Doesn't it doesn't give you secondhand like cringe or embarrassment? Because I feel like those kind of shows always. I always like cringe too much if it's too realistic kind of yeah um when i watch it by myself i like pause and like i have to like take a break but <laughs> and then i screen shared it, watch it by yourself yeah oh, and oh. i i couldn't pause so i was just like i, I uh-huh. just gotta get through get through this part um is that how you heard about it from m no it's like on twitter um everyone's saying like how great oh. it is and like i feel like twitter is usually like the worst critics of 
every show ever. So to like see so many good Mm -hmm. reviews on it, um, I was convinced to try watching it. Mm -hmm. Sally. (laughs) Well, speaking of shows, I finally finished watching Vincenzo. Vincenzo? Um, It stopped airing, so the finale Mm -hmm. was this weekend. And like I feel like endings always are like meh to me like they never completely satisfy me especially if a series is pretty good there's never like gonna be an ending that i'm completely happy with but it was fine for what it is i guess i still think the series was overall really good and even up to the end like it was pretty captivating and like interesting to watch which is rare because i feel like usually for k-dramas that start out good by like the third quarter of the of the drama you just like i kind of lose interest and i just i'm just getting through it to have closure on what happens but this time it wasn't the same so i still recommend vincenzo um and then what else did i do um i had like mixed experience with my baking this weekend <laughs> like i made one thing oh. that succeeded and one thing that failed <laughs> So my one thing that succeeded was um, I made the Japanese cheesecake, you know, like the fluffy Uncle Tetsu mm. Japanese cheesecake, but I made it matcha flavored. And it was like the first time that I did it perfectly because usually it doesn't fluff up like all the way and the bottom part always gets like too heavy or like I didn't froth it enough. So it was too heavy in the bottom and didn't rise. But this mm-hmm. time it was perfectly spongy and fluffy all the way through, which I was really happy about. But then, and like on the same day, I also made pizza and it did not rise up at all. I don't know what happened to the yeast, but it was like completely dead. It was like a flatbread and the dough wasn't like I, ba- I baked it until the top was burning and the dough was still not like cooked through. So that was a disappointment. I was going to say sometimes a flatbread pizza is really good, but like not if it's still. Yeah, well, it's like it was jelly. cooked, but it felt. Like the texture wasn't like a cooked dough. Mm. Like it felt doughy. So it was weird. Mm. But anyways, the toppings tasted good. <laughs> <laughs> what did you put on it? Uh, just the regular like pepperoni, mozzarella cheese, um, onions, bell peppers, mushroom. I think that's it. That's a lot. So loaded yeah. pizza. Yeah. <laughs> we like to load our pizzas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing exciting. Oh, I did get some really nice pottery back. So you guys cannot mm. see in the podcast, but I finally made like we can see the best teapot Ooh. that I can possibly make. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> this yeah. time my teapot it's has so symmetrical. Yeah, the lid actually closes like better than before, and um, it's larger because I always forget to account for the shrinkage when the my things go in the kiln so then they always end up like really tiny but this time i made it bigger to start off with so even when it shrink it's still like a normal size teapot so yeah mm. just like on and your I desk i feel like the weather <laughs> oh yeah it's just on my desk i feel like the weather is getting nicer recently so it's like i feel like my mood also improves when the mm-hmm. weather gets better and so i'm feeling good and today i was able to eat lunch outside and my um coworker happened to also come out at the same time so we had lunch next to each other but not like 
Like we were mm-hmm. eating on two different benches, but he was sitting next to me, like on the bench next to me. So it was kind of like we were oh. eating lunch together, even oh. though we weren't. So you were like talking? <laughs> yeah, we talked after mm-hmm. we ate because he had to pick up some calls or something. I don't know. But yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Any update on your roommate search? Or- oh, yes. Update. So my the first candidate for my roommate confirmed so now I have that settled, oh. but I still have to transfer all the bills over to me. But mm-hmm. I'm like feeling less stressed about it because I don't know. It's like now that I have one thing down, like the other things will be easier to fall into place, I feel like. And yeah, so my roommate is moving out in the middle of this month and it feels wow. so soon. Like I feel like I still haven't like known her for so long for that long and she's already moving out. It's kind of mm-hmm. sad, but at the same time, a new roommate is coming in, so new, I don't a know, it'll be a year. fresh start. New era. New I era. mean, isn't it wild that, like, we're going to be halfway through May, and that's a graduation, like, a year since our yeah. graduation? Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't believe Ugh. May. No, college students are already ending the classes around this yeah, time. Yeah, like, my sister's taking finals. What the heck? Like, <laughs> that's, it hurts my mind to yeah. think about, but. So, speaking of sisters, what is something that all three of us have in common? We're all big sisters. <laughs> Thank you, Sally. Yes, <laughs> yes it is true. Linda, We're all you say big sisters. <laughs> even Linda. Even Linda is a big sister. And so, this week, we're going to be talking about what it's like to be a big sister, big sibling in general, and addressing some of the stereotypes about older siblings because some of them are true but some of them might not be so much so i guess the first thing we should do is start off by introducing our siblings they're not going to be on the podcast we won't let them but (laughs) um, just to give an overview of where they're at and like the age difference so i guess i'll start uh my sister is i guess the oldest of the bunch and she is like how old is she (laughs) She's going to hit me for this. She's 20. She's 20. Wow. She just so turned 20. Old. What? Yeah, right? She just turned 20 and she's going to be a junior in college. And so I think out of all three of us, we're the closest in age. We're only three years apart. So I think that definitely contributed to our relationship growing up. But um, I guess, Sally, how old is your sibling? Oh, um, <laughs> I think <laughs> Do the math. she's math. 17. She was born in 2003, so if you do the math and correct me on that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we are four and a half years apart. But in school years, I think we're five years apart. Oh, yeah, that's a bigger difference. So we've never been to the same school. Well, except for one one year. But Linda? My bro is in the middle of your sisters. Um, a year younger than Nina, Ming's sister. So he's mm-hmm. 19. No, he's going to be 19 because his birthday is in May. So he's 18 now. Um, and we're, I think, three and a half, almost four years apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're generally within the same, I guess, t- age difference between our siblings. And also important to know is that we're the oldest of only two siblings each. Mm-hmm. So there's only two in our family, which is also... I guess significant when it comes into play because there's no middle child or anything like that. But um, I don't know if we should start with 
sibling stereotypes or more of just what it was like to grow up with them. Mm-hmm. Because I have a lot of, let me just say, my sister and I did not always get along. And to this day, we still don't get along sometimes. But I'm interested to hear about your experiences growing up with your siblings. Because you two always seem really close with your siblings. At least now. Oh. We seem close. We're only close now. But when we're growing up, the closest. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, it was mainly because of quarantine, because we were in the same house and like we were bored together. So we just ended up like hanging out with each other. But before that, even like when I was in college, I wasn't really close with my sister. And like whenever I came home, we would just do our own things in our own rooms. And that was what it was mm-hmm. like for most of my childhood, honestly, because whenever <laughs> whenever we tried to hang out with each other growing up, we would always end up fighting each other for some reason, mm-hmm. like over something really stupid. And then I would always get blamed because I'm the older sister. <laughs> and I was always like, end up making her cry. So my mom would like be trying to comfort her while yelling at me. But yeah, that was our da- dynamic growing up. <laughs> That's you, definitely relatable. Mm, I kind of feel like I kind of relate to Sally because we got closer over quarantine. And since I guess Leo went to college and can drive and has like, his own like not like his own life but a more separate life than before than me I feel like we get along a lot better and we used to always fight a lot I don't even mm-hmm. remember about what like <laughs> I just remember being like so annoyed like that feeling but like I don't remember any like circumstance ever happening I guess because you just grow up with them so you know them mm-hmm. their whole life um but I feel like Something unique about my bro is that he doesn't call me by my name. He always calls me Jiejie, like the oh. honorific. And like That's that cute. one time we went to summer camp together, he'll be so embarrassed to say Jiejie. <laughs> he'll be like, hey. Huh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that part was like, because we never went to school together either. And he would always try to like come and tag along. I'd be like, no. Mm. And I was in middle school. And that was when I, ha- I was like in a popular era. So that was hot <laughs> shit. Popular? <laughs> in, in summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like no but I think yeah that was like the interaction we had when we were little but we would always have like have fun together but mm-hmm. for like no reason like mm-hmm. we would make worm like <laughs> worm cooking with like wild onions and oh. stuff like that oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really sweet of your brother though I've never heard him call you that i've only called, heard him say address you like hey or yeah actually yeah, he can't do it, can hear it in his voice <laughs> yeah i can literally hear it and for those of you who i guess probably most of you who don't have never seen linda's brother they look the exact same especially mm-hmm. when linda had the short mm-hmm. hair yeah from behind it was very hard to tell the difference mm-hmm. but now he's taller i guess but He's so yeah. tall now. It's so hard to fight. You <laughs> <laughs> so would lose. Yeah, I think that's like a similar theme that keeps coming up too because my sister and I would get into really, really, um, I guess, physical fights. Like I have some scars from her and probably she has some scars from me. But <laughs> some scars. Unlike the two of you, I always remember what we would fight over, like Sally said, the pettiest, like smallest things. But in the moment, they were so significant. and. I'm going to attribute this to our close age because we were only three-ish years apart. Like we would fight over like the same, like the DS or something oh like that. Gosh, or like fight DS. over like shared things yeah. or 
And my sister and I, we actually grew up in a townhouse and it was a very small townhouse. So we only had one room and uh, we shared a room and we had bunk beds and oh, we man. would always fight in our room just because I guess it was so small. So it was like a high pressure environment <laughs> <laughs> and we would fight over chores. I mean, we still fight over chores a little bit and yeah, always, we never really got along. And even now, I think like all three of us are saying like the space, I guess, of college and like them getting older and like developing <laughs> a personality or like a life beyond our family has really helped our relationship, I think like that space because now I can tolerate her and we do <laughs> get along so at least sometimes but mm-hmm. I definitely yeah. feel like when you're younger the age gap feels a lot more significant especially mm-hmm. if you're like in high school and they're still in middle school or like you're in middle school and they're in elementary school like even though now like everything that you worry about when you were a kid feels so petty but back then like when they were in elementary school they just felt like a whole different kind of entity like they're not even a real person like they're not a full person to you they're a worm they're just like <laughs> they're just like a, a underdeveloped person yeah and like felt like you couldn't relate to them or like you didn't have the same mm-hmm. like thinking I guess as them but now that you're mm-hmm. older it's like easier to relate and like you under they understand like they won't tell on you when they catch you doing mm. something suspicious. Mm. I remember when I was yeah. little, I was so mad at my sister. She would always tell me, even though, even when I made her promise not to tell on me, she would go behind my back and tell me to my mom. <laughs> That's why I was so annoyed with her. Oh, she's not loyal. But now she's she loyal, loyal now. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you trained her. Yeah. I definitely think, um, especially when we were going through our phase in high school of like always hanging out. Like that was, I would always hang out with you guys and she would always want to like ask me, where are you going? Who are you hanging out Mm -hmm. with? It's Sally and Linda, right? Like, because I guess she was still in middle school at the time and didn't have that freedom that I did. She was always nagging me about like my (laughs) friends and like trying to get into my business and like, uh, like really getting involved in that way. And I, I guess that's not her fault really, or any of our siblings fault. They're just like, they're stuck, I guess, still in kind of like childhood. And then Mm -hmm. when you go through high school especially later high school you're like pulling away I guess from the family and so they just want to mm. tag along but it was yeah. so annoying like <laughs> I would get into so many fights about her remember actually this might have been more recent than than late high school but remember when she followed you guys on Instagram oh yeah 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 I was so mad at her for that <laughs> Ming your fist <laughs> I was like, well okay I'm still a little upset but <laughs> I was like, why are you trying to, like, be friends with my friends? Like, you don't even know them. You've never talked to them. Like, we all know her. Hello, Hello, Nina, Nina, so, Nina. <laughs> so upset. Yeah, it still angers me to this day because I, I just felt like I was trying to form my own, I guess, identity and friendships and, like, she was butting in and she had no place to be there. Mm. Mm, yeah. Also, when they're younger, they kind of need to be taken care of. I don't know if Sally experienced mm-hmm. this because your sister was also young. But I remember being so stressed because like, I'm like, I don't know what to feed this like entity. And <laughs> I remember giving them like some pitiful meal because I couldn't entity. cook. <laughs> you have to cook for them? You have to cook like, for Leo? Not often. But when, whenever mm. I did, I'll, I'll get like so stressed out about oh. it. And I'm like, I just want my own thing. Like, I don't <laughs> want to be like, yeah, that kind of like makes it, even though my bro could care less about who my friends were, like he never asked to do any of that. But I guess once they could do things independently and then help you, kind of, they mm-hmm. kind of didn't feel oh, like, yeah. yeah, when they can kind of reciprocate that. 
Mm-hmm. Actually, I think, Linda, I might be able to relate a little bit. Actually, I'm not going to say more than Sally, but because my mom is a single mother, I actually grew up taking care of my sister a lot, even though we were close in age. She, my my sister, I guess my mom never trusted my sister or, you know, the younger sibling, like you have to take care of them kind of thing. So mm-hmm. whenever she was home late, I would be the one cooking for my sister or like making sure she got home from school. And we were actually talking about this the other night. But one time, my sister used to get into a lot of trouble as kid, as a kid, like she would get the teacher's note home basically every day. And so I was trying to like protect her. And um, I threw away the teacher's note. Oh. Um, and then the teacher found out. The teacher found out and she like yelled at me in school. And you get the same she was teacher? Like, no, she just like found me. She, oh. She, uh, she like, you? because my sister had to take the note home to get signed. But I guess I didn't know that or I don't know. I don't know. But mm. when my sister didn't bring the note signed, she like got it out of my sister that I threw it away on her behalf. <laughs> And then she wasn't yeah, loyal. She came up to me and she yelled at me and she was like, as the older sister, you're responsible for like being a good role model. And like, that was very disrespectful. I don't know. I don't know. It's like scarred <laughs> into my brain though. So. That's so scary. Yeah, I did grow up being responsible for my sibling a lot of times. And I think that added to the like annoyance and frustration mm. with her. I think I was a little different. Like I didn't really have... Like, of course, when we were left alone, I was responsible for my sister. But most of the time, my parents were there to take care of her, like, like the basic needs. So I didn't really have to cook mm-hmm. for her much. Um, but I think um, I was, like, in a different kind of relationship where, like, I felt like my mom gave a lot more attention to my sister, like, helped her do her homework and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when my sister, like, needed more help with her, like, started needing more help with her homework my mom would like spend all her time helping her and I had to like do things on my own and that were that was where I felt kind of like kind of left neglected. out but also like also like jealous of all the mm. attention she got when at least when I was younger because I was like oh now I have to do everything myself and like no one's there to help me out even though like if I asked my mom she would help me out but I don't know it was just like a There's my, no in my head yeah. I guess mm. maybe you're just like too good you know like, do you need help? Sally or? doesn't need help. Yeah. Well, I didn't need help. I just needed the attention. Mm. Well, this goes back to something that we just read before the episode, but the the older sibling or older child syndrome, where like you're expected to be the role model and the example, and a lot of pressures put on you. Mm-hmm. I I definitely felt that when it came to school. Like, um, I never got help either because my mom, especially. Oh, I really felt this like later towards high school when we were applying to colleges and things like that like my mom never went to a traditional college so she didn't have to apply so all of that was up to me to figure out Mm -hmm. and I was really kind of you know like upset that she wasn't able to help me and like it was me trying to figure it out but then when my sister applied to college like oh you know we know how to do it now (laughs) like oh we're gonna help and then in addition to that my mom expected me to help her like you know, look over her essays and like help her with the application process. Oh like, yeah, same. And it was up to me, and I was like, but no one ever helped me, mm-hmm. so like, I was just very bitter. Yeah, it'd be like that. Yeah, mm. it is. I think a stereotype of older siblings that you are, uh, you have, parents have more expectations of you, and I don't know. I think that one is true. Like Linda, did you feel that kind of expectation? In regards mm-hmm. to academics or like, I don't know, behavior even, like good behavior, I guess. Maybe behavior, but I feel like I was always like the bumbling one. 
and Ugh. for academics um like I didn't study as hard I think my mom is kind of the same way she's like when you go to sleep you just go to sleep like don't worry about it anymore <laughs> so I was like raised kind of like with that like was it like lackadaisical attitude kind of <laughs> um I mean it wasn't like too bad but I didn't care that much but I, I feel like my bro doesn't care that much either but he's just like naturally smart like mm. he doesn't complain about like being stressed about a test he's like I just had to study and he's got like all A's through high school and I was getting like B's and I got like one C in that, that physics class oh but, the physics oh. class <laughs> <laughs> and I was like so Me scared too. to show my parents um yeah but they were like you know, whatever. So he was always like showing me up in that way. I feel like I was kind of a bad, not like a bad influence, but I'll like try out all like my wild ideas when we were little with my bro and he would just go <laughs> along with it, I guess, because he was so little. Like what? Like, like in Greenbelt, I was like, oh, we can use a magnifying glass to like set a fire. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> because we like saw it on on some show and we set our neighbor's bush on fire and then like the fire department had it worked to come yeah it worked too well and i forgot what happened they were just like okay we like put out the fire <laughs> and this one incident that always haunts me but you can't see anymore but my bro has a scar on his face a little bit it was from me when we were little and it was snowing for the first time and he was so little he couldn't see over like the window so i like carried him up to like see the snow but his head was so big it like <laughs> fell over and like oh, snapped on <laughs> on the window and like went like into his face and I had oh that gosh. like held over my head for like years and years <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like a vivid memory um of being a bad influence I guess but I wouldn't say I felt like the perfectionism route but maybe because my bro is um or like I'm a girl, they were like more. You can't do this, and like you can't go to Camp Schmidt because you can't go to do like an overnight. Was it called Camp Schmidt? I forgot. Like yeah, what is that? yeah. It was, it was like, like the, in sixth I grade, never right? went to it, but yeah, it was like yeah. the the public school kind of like sleepaway camp um. for middle schoolers. They mm -hmm. wouldn't let you go because you're a girl. Yeah, yeah. and also not because Leo went, and I remember fighting um. about that. I was like, what is the point? I mean, obviously now they're like it's fine so whatever but yeah so you think i mean did your parents raise you in a very traditional like male female kind of roles because i don't know i always imagine your mom being like artsy it was just kind of like <laughs> loosey-goosey but it sounds like they had pretty firm expectations of you as a girl i guess or maybe because you can be compared to your brother and we didn't have that like sally and i didn't have that growing up mm -hmm. yeah probably um I feel like not in like the roles kind of but I guess because when I was older that was why I was doing the cooking not because I was a girl but maybe it was mm -hmm. so I don't know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. does he cook now no I mean <laughs> yeah no do you cook no well <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, so no one cooks. <laughs> yeah, well, the chores are, like, distributed, and we can, like, mm -hmm. make do, but we can't be like, oh, this is the one that does the cooking, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that has never worked out for my family either when it comes to chores, but that's interesting to hear that you were the more, like, I guess, like you would say, like, troublemaker, I guess, as the older sibling, like, 
I could never imagine that because my sister always took that role. She was mm. always the troublemaker, yeah. always. Same she was a little family. bully, actually. <laughs> and so she was always the one getting in trouble. So it was never explicitly told to me that I have to be the good one. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was just in my nature, but I was very always like, like a tight, like type A kind of like always on edge, kind of got to be a good kid kind of mm. thing. But maybe my sister acted out because of that. I don't know. Like what comes first, chicken or oh. egg, you know? Because they I mean, they're the younger first. ones. <laughs> I know. True. That's the thing. That's why I'm surprised, Linda, that you were the more rebellious one because you came first. But So she know. chose that path. She chose brother. the wild way. <laughs> and her brother only could react to it. <laughs> and become type A. Oh, he's not type A. <laughs> Sally, what about you? I feel like Abigail's mm. pretty... I don't know if I would say I'm type A. What is a, Abigail like? But... I think Abigail's pretty similar to me, but when we were younger, she was very, like, mischievous, I guess. I don't really mm. remember, honestly, anymore, but I just remember she was always, like, doing, like, mischievous stuff, and I was always trying to get her not to do that stuff, but then somehow I always got blamed for stuff. Mm. But anyways, um, I think I think we're pretty similar in terms of, like, personality, so we don't, at least now, so I don't think, like, and also our, like, work ethic is kind of similar, like we'll do stuff last minute and um like we'll oh. study for stuff but like and do well on it but it's like mostly last minute and it's not like we're working on it all the time like when we say we're working for most of the time we're just like surfing the internet and then like my mom walks by and we switch tabs like we have the same <laughs> traits <laughs> um so I can like I can see myself in her and she like does a lot of the similar extracurriculars that I did but the only difference, I guess, in our, and I found this out recently, actually, but in high school, you know, I did all the piano, um, sports, um, Chinese school, like all that stuff in addition to like regular school. And it was like kind of a lot because I was really busy, especially when it was like piano competition months, like in the spring. Um, but like now that my sister is going through all of that, my mom's more loose, mm. like when I was in high school, I had to practice piano every single day for an hour. But now she's she gives my sister more like off days and she doesn't like make her um, like she doesn't make her practice every day. And when she sees that my sister has like more of a heavy load, she's like, oh, it's OK to like skip these classes or like don't do this for a week or something like that. And I did not have that option when I was in high school. <laughs> so she <laughs> so was like I'm babied like, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's baby. It's more like my mom was more Lady. forgiving or, or like mm. more like um, flexible with Abigail, but she was more strict with me, I think. But also, Do you think- huh? Wait, go ahead. Uh uh-uh. no, no, no. <laughs> but also, I think um, in terms of like Chinese school and stuff like that, she or regular school too, she didn't have like she kind of let she like kind of left me to do my own thing like she wasn't like so strict on my grades even though like they're up and sometimes like I mean they were overall pretty good but sometimes I like did didn't do that well in a class or something but Mm -hmm. she wouldn't be like that strict about my grades especially in college when they were, were not that good like she would like be upset but she wouldn't be it wasn't like that serious so I think in that sense my mom got better over time of being like loosening up so it was just like mm-hmm. a learning curve and not that my sister was favored <laughs> as, as you said you're the guinea pig yeah <laughs> the first 
the first uh, the pancake. First it's <laughs> like a thing i've heard before where it's like you know your first pancake is always actually it's probably not a good phrase to use because it's kind of rude but it's like the first pancake is <laughs> always like the tester or like the mess up mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but yeah i was gonna ask you that sally like if you think that the difference between you the way your mom treats you and your sister is because of your sister like how she is and i don't know their relationship or because of like your mom and i guess it could yeah. be both but I think, think she was she's just learning herself. as she, yeah. yeah, as she went. She she told my sister, and she didn't tell me this for some reason, but she told my sister that she felt bad. She put so much pressure on me in high school. Oh. So if you felt that way, why didn't you tell but me? But she can't say it to your face. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's, it's so interesting to hear from your siblings what your mom or parents have told them about you. Because my sister and I have talked about that before, or like my mom will say something to my sister and then she'll kind of like, report back to me but have you ever asked your parents or one of your parents if they have a favorite child i think when i was little we would ask them that and they would be like we don't have favorites yeah we love yeah equally <laughs> really? why did you did you ask your mom no that's something i used to ask my mom a lot i actually asked her that recently like do you ever feel favorites and i guess i i was trying to like get at it because because we're adopted, we're both adopted, so like, and we were chosen, I guess, or like it wasn't. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask, like, if she had favorite, or because we're not so similar in like uh, personality, like, mm-hmm. is there one she favors over the other? And she didn't answer. She gave that whole generic, like, I don't have favorite. <laughs> but if I were to to like see it, I would say that like. Every person that's a parent has their own personality, right? And mm-hmm. sometimes maybe you would get along better with one of your children's personalities than the other. And I don't think that means they're a favorite, but it's just like that's how you are with people anyway. So, mm-hmm. wait, Ming, that would when your mom was like was adopting Nina, was she doing it intentionally? Mm-hmm. Like, I had to give Ming a sister, or did she just want like another child? Like, was she factoring in you as like an older sibling, or? Do you like not ask? I think it. I haven't talked to her about about my sister's adoption in a long time. I talk about my own adoption, <laughs> but um, I think the last time I asked her, it was because that whole thing, like, oh, I don't want you to be raised as a single child. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems kind of lonely, or um, I don't know, just having someone else to be around. I think that's the reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was with the intention that, like, oh, I would be the older child, the role model, or you know help me raise this child but I think that's just sometimes how it plays out when you're the older sibling like your parents get busy as well and then of course two is more work than one so the one always has to end up helping (laughs) it feels like sometimes I don't Mm -hmm. think that's the fault of the parent just how it how it happens but have you ever asked your parents Linda Mm, I don't remember but I think my parents are just happy that to have like a full set like a boy and a girl (laughs) and I remember when you went back to to China like um to see some family and they were all like very impressed that my mom had two kids Mm. because of like the one child Mm -hmm. um I don't know if it's a policy anymore I think people usually have one kid um so they're like wow like two kids and they're both like yours kind of thing um Mm. so we had some clout I guess (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's no cloud I don't know how to like summarize 
Was your brother mm-hmm. ever favored? Like, obviously favored for, I don't know, being the son or anything like that? Or did you ever see obvious favoritism? I guess for both of you either. It doesn't have to be because he was a son, but sometimes I can see, like, when a parent gets along better with one or the other, they there's some, like, little nurturing things that you see happening that you're like, wait, I don't get that. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes I'm the favored one. I, I think recently because I'm more like into our culture. So I'm like, I want to make dumplings. I want to go with my mom to get bamboo shoots. And I'm like helping with that. I'm learning Taiwanese from my dad. So I feel like because of those interactions, it's, I have more closer moments. Or maybe because Leo right now, he's in like the separation phase of his identity <laughs> development so he's like I don't care like I just want to you know be closer with my own friends that mm. kind of thing um so I feel like if you have a more shared interest in culture then or maybe like maybe he feels favored for like some other reason I don't know I guess that's a good that's thing true. though mm-hmm. yeah well it's Sally. interesting that yeah hmm? no go ahead Sally like, oh, this, I was your sister say- show uh, I don't really think in my family. My parents are pretty, they're very, um, I guess they're very, they like try really hard to like not make us feel like like they value one over the other. I think even when we we're growing up, they always try to make, they always like, I mean, they always give the same response if we were asked if one was like one of us was their favorite. And then like mm-hmm. whenever we split things, my mom has to like, measure it out to the tea and make sure everyone gets really? the same amount of portion yeah she's very particular about that so like i think they really make an effort to not make us feel like one is a favorite i guess that's good going up because then it always hurts if you see the face i've always wondered what it's like though to grow up with two parents and then like i think it would be really cute if like one got along with one parent not more mm-hmm. but like they had similar like characteristics or similar interests and then the other one at least they had like a second parent to like Mm. to to have the similar interests with too so everyone feels I don't know covered but obviously I didn't have that experience I think for Mm. my family my sister and I are like closer to my mom than to my dad because my dad is mostly like doing his own thing or he's like oh you guys can have your girl time or you know you know stuff like that (laughs) so like we don't and like he isn't, we don't really talk to him about, I mean, we'll talk like when we're all in a family, but we won't talk to him alone about mm. like personal stuff, I guess. But my, my sister and I will talk to her mom about personal stuff. And it feels, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's unfair to my dad, but it just feels more comfortable to talk to my mom about stuff like that. But I sometimes feel bad because I feel like I'm leaving my dad out, but it's also like, I don't know. I don't know how to like talk to him in a closer way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird. But we have our own like, I guess we have our own ways, different ways to bond with our dad, like playing pool or something. <laughs> oh, yes. Didn't he teach you the the back? I don't even know what it's called. But when you put the cue behind your back or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the trick. I can just see him doing that. Steven sitting on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know i guess we could go through some of the we kind of touched on them a little bit but the stereotypes of being like perfectionist and stuff like that but 
when we were reading the list really quickly, I really found myself relating to a lot of those traits. And I guess it's hard to distinguish if it's because of who you are as a person or because of your birth order, but Mm-hmm. Your birth order can also affect who you are as a person and like vice versa. So chicken or the egg, you know, right. Yeah. Like, is it because you were older sibling that you have these tendencies or the other way around? I don't know. It says here that the birth order has the strongest effect when you're two to four years apart. And it was explained mm-hmm. that you're like close enough in age that you have um, similar things to like relate about or talk mm-hmm. about, but you're not like twins or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely saw that, like I said before, with my friends sharing stuff and everything like that. I kind of did wish that I had a really younger sister or an older sister or brother uh, when I was younger. Just so I could have, I always wanted someone who could look after me, you know. Mm -hmm. I wanted an older brother or an older sister. I think that might have influenced like how I felt about like um, Greek life going into college or something, like Mm. looking for that older structure that's like already established i wanted that a lot oh so you were looking for like sister oh like that mentor figure like the big i will (laughs) okay i will just say that i am prime i think i was prime like subject to be to want or to join a club or an organization that has a big little system already set up because i really Mm. wanted an older uh figure i even told my first RA um, co, he was a year older than me. Um, and he already had that kind of like dad personality. Everyone said that about him. And I told him, well, actually, I told Christine and then she had a big mouth and told him. <laughs> <laughs> but I told Christine that, oh, I'm really happy to have him as my co because like I, I want someone who I can look up to and like who can be kind of a big brother figure. And then she told him and he was so embarrassed. And then I was embarrassed. And I was like, okay, I guess I won't have a big brother. And we were never really that close. But um, I think that's why, like, Tassa having a family uh, Mm -hmm. was really nice. And then that's why sisters kind of, like... Your big bro, Albert. Sucked me in a little bit. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. What about, like, your extended family? Like, for cousins, we also call them, like, Didier and that kind of thing. So Mm. I kind of felt like they were the older figure. And also Mm. watching them interact like my mom interact with their siblings and like my parents interact with their siblings it's like mm-hmm. I guess like bringing an extended family like are you and your sister have a particular dynamic um for in like the larger group or are you asking me I guess both of you <laughs> um, I guess I'll go first um yeah I think since especially for my cousins New York New York because we're closer like location-wise, and we saw them more often. Um, I have a lot of older cousins on my dad's side, and um, they were like, I guess, the older brother, older sister figures to me that I wanted in my own family. (laughs) Um, Especially like a few, like the cousin that you met, Ming, in New York. Oh, yeah. She's such an older sister. Yeah, she is like old sister. She would bring us around. And now, even now, when we go visit, she always takes a day at least to like bring me and my sister and sometimes my mom around and like (laughs) eat around the city so I'm like really thankful for her for that and um when we're younger one of my cousin like my one of my cousins like small their small family lives 
in the on the floor above where my grandparents live and i like when we visit new york we would stay with our grandparents so we live on the bottom and then whenever we would be there i would just like go up and hang out with my cousins the whole time Mm. so like they were also like an older brother older sister to me and my Mm -hmm. sister during that time and i think the age gaps weren't too far apart like we had a few i think like between the closest one in age to me um like the older an older one and then to me it's like two years and then like the other ones are like one year apart for each cousin so we're all like within this not the same age range but we're still like not too far away in generations so we could still relate to each Mm -hmm. other and like play games together that kind of stuff (laughs) that's nice Mm -hmm. that's nice that she would always like take time to see you even now yeah that that is such a big sister kind of move for me, yeah. my family, uh, my cousins are kind of set up in like two, I guess, generation tiers, I guess. So uh, my mom adopted me pretty late or pretty older, I guess. So all of her siblings already had kids. So it's kind of like I'm the oldest of the youngest is how it's always said. Um, and the next sibling like above, not sibling, the next cousin above me is like late 20s. So that kind of gives wow. you a range. And so... The, actually, the one that was more like a sister to me was the oldest cousin, and she's like mid thirties now. And um, she was always the one who would like take us out for froyo, or she would sneak me like Twilight in her purse because we weren't allowed to read Twilight. <laughs> so she did do those kind of like older sibling kind of things. But now, at least for like ever since high school, I think there's been a kind of a gap because she had a kid, so she's a mom now and she's more responsible and like that kind of generational separation really showed up i think um like i don't know she 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 doesn't involve herself in like the stuff i'm interested in and i think also the like the difference in i don't want to say race is a huge thing but i would say the difference of like me being asian has definitely played a lot like as i've gotten closer to you guys and my identity as an asian uh woman i think i've kind of like drawn away from my other um relatives like my extended relatives so i haven't really like hung out with her that much and i've seen my sister she's still pretty close to them or mm-hmm. at least talks to them more often than me and so i feel that kind of gap but i'm also okay with that <laughs> i guess like i'm okay with like kind of finding my own space except especially as i get older so i wish i still had that older sibling thing but also she has a kid to take care of so <laughs> i don't really want to like yeah. try to get in there so mm-hmm. yeah yeah albert does not give off that vibe (laughs) yeah okay hopefully albert doesn't listen to this episode but i really i sometimes i was like man i should have chose julia because she was at least older than us like she's a year older than us and albert's a great big but i did wish that i'd gotten someone like older you know Mm -hmm. someone he can still give his wisdom i guess but, (laughs) but like to have an actual like difference in age would have been kind of nice someone to guide us but Mm -hmm. i don't know i guess we can look go back to our role model or um what was that episode on like mentors Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) try to find one that how to train your mentor yes linda i know you don't see your extended family too too often but did you have like um an older sibling kind of role model Mm, yeah my oldest cousin on my mom's side she came here for a bit and then we got to take her the one around. from japan 
Yeah, the one who does ceramics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in Japan. And then she would like draw stuff for me and like take me out and like be like, oh, this is what's fashionable or whatever. <laughs> I'll be like so impressed because she would be like so cool. She's like 30s too. Um, mm-hmm. But she had kind of like the same interest I had. And she was like, had that like artsy kind of vibe and then she was like on her own doing like a ceramics phd which i thought was super cool but like we're not close at all it's more like the impressive one in the family because she's so old kind of thing um yeah that's like pretty much it i think is she the oldest cousin yeah on my mom on my mom's side Mm -hmm. are all your cousins like far away location wise from you Mm-hmm. Yeah, one cousin from my dad's side is in Arizona. Uh, she's in med school, and we did talk a bit. Um, even though we both speak English and we're here, I don't feel as close to her as I do my my other cousin. Um, I guess because my mom facilitates that relationship, and she's closer with her siblings, um, it's easier to be more like personable. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about when talking about your um, parent siblings, like, have you ever thought about how it's so strange that you, you're, when you're born and you're being raised as a kid, you like grow up like, like me sharing a room or sharing a house with your sibling. But then when you like get married or whatever, have kids or like just grow out of the house, you're like, you might be separated by states or by like countries and you won't like see each other in person for years or I don't know. Hopefully not that long, but it's it really is like you're like being kicked out of the nest, but your relationship between your sibling can get either stronger or like weakened, I think, depending mm-hmm. on I guess how you keep that up. But it is so weird that um when you're growing up, it's so natural to like rely on them as like your friend and probably your first friend, but then like as you grow older, you're yeah. separated. Yeah. I've seen my my mom kind of I guess her relationship with her siblings I think it changes like over the years, but it is interesting to watch that and see maybe that'll happen with my sister or like, will we like never speak to each other when we move out or like become even closer? You know, you never know. Mm-hmm. It's weird because you think of, at least at this stage, I think of my sister as like someone who's always there. Like whenever I go home, mm-hmm. she's always there. And like, if I want to see her, like it's easy easy access I guess but then (laughs) if we all like if we both end up moving out which I mean we'll probably do eventually then it's just gonna be so much harder to see each other and I don't know it's it's gonna be weird Mm -hmm. Mm, I get the easy access part because my bro is just downstairs so whenever I get tired from a meeting I'm just like I just stand in his doorway (laughs) annoy them (laughs) yeah and just like annoy them I think like that's the main like catalyst for our interaction is like time to annoy them. So I don't know what it would look like to like intentionally want to hang out and to like mm-hmm. ask to hang out. I'm like cringing just like thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. That's a good point. Like you never really ask to hang out with your siblings or at least I don't. We like, have no choice. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're just naturally there or like we're naturally in the car together. I've, I've never felt the urge to ask and it might be, you might have to like force yourself when you when you move away from them or you have more of a distance. Yeah. Okay. But I feel like oh. oh. I feel like what? 
<laughs> I feel like when we talk about relationships, we always talk about romantic or like friends and then parents, but like we never really talk about siblings. So mm-hmm. hopefully, I don't know, that doesn't show priority, but maybe it does. I think mm-hmm. it's just something we think about, but it's like in the back of our mind. It's not something we're actively thinking about because our siblings are just, like I said, like always there, but it's not, it's like a constant thing that over time you don't really think about it because it's just a constant, I guess. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. My bro doesn't know this, but when I was writing down all like my insurance stuff and like my life insurance, everything's going to my bro, like oh. all my like savings wow. and whatever. And I told my mom, this was so awkward because she's like, why not to your parents? I'm like, I'm hoping by the time you use my life insurance, I'll be like old. And I don't know if you'll still be there when I'm like 90 and my bro would get everything, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's but, a good point. Yeah. Inheritor of everything. I guess like, <laughs> but then that's how it is now. Like if I get a spouse, would that change? Like I would feel bad taking it away when now like <laughs> he has everything, you know? Actually, yeah. I don't know. I think having kids really changes that equation of like priority yeah, and like stuff like that but when when you don't have kids you know you just free like, game tears so, should give it to my sister is not give some to us too. not a benefactor <laughs> uh no but yeah okay do you want to move on to another stereotype yes so sure. um another okay so i don't know if we started this list but the first one that's on the list is um uh, older so older siblings are tend to become perfectionists and tend to be the type A role model. Mm-hmm. I feel like we touched on this a little bit when Linda was like, I'm the wild child. So like, <laughs> it doesn't seem to be applying to her. But for me, it definitely is. Mm-hmm. And I think I got a lot of my organizing kind of nature. And I don't know if that's perfectionist, but definitely type A from, I mean, being younger and having to take care of my sibling and also stay on track of my own schoolwork. And I will admit that it did feel nice when like, it never feels nice to be compared, but when you're being compared in like a positive way, I guess it feels nice. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh man, you're like on top of your schoolwork. Mm-hmm. It's like that um, positive reinforcement. So I think that definitely played a role, especially for academics or I don't know, being, I'm generally more, I, I definitely cleaner and neater than my <laughs> sister. <laughs> so like that sort of stuff probably influenced how my personality developed over time for sure yeah I think in general I'm also like I'm, I wouldn't say I'm type a but I'm like more organized than my sister especially if you look at our rooms and my mom's always <laughs> telling my sister like look at your sister's room for inspiration yeah. to clean your room <laughs> <laughs> yes that's always how it is with the rooms especially now that we're living at home and we have been for a year now my mom is all I feel bad for my sister sometimes because she does get compared to me in terms of like cleanliness and organized but Honestly, I don't have anything to say to her because I'm like, I can do it. So <laughs> uh, it <laughs> makes you look good. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, I kind of feel bad, but I also don't because it's not something that like you can't change, I guess. Or mm-hmm. it is a habit that you could make, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think the the perfectionist, though, and like that anxiousness, that's something that um, I don't think that's something that's from older sibling. I think. More, that's more just like your personality mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah 
Mm. Sometimes I pimp out Sally to my brother because he's like kind of whoa, going whoa, whoa. on the same path. <laughs> and I'm like, Sally can help you with orgo. Or like, Sally did mm. this and she was majoring in that kind of thing. Because I can't help him at all um, mm. when it comes to like school and stuff. Although I feel like for extracurriculars, I was doing a lot. I mean, but he's in quarantine in like Zoom school. Yeah. So it's not like he can do anything. Mm-hmm. But like with joining TASA and things like that. Um, I wish Has he could follow my footsteps. I did, did but he's like, what's the point? <laughs> Aww. They have online events. Do, do you ever wish that you had or that he had followed in your footsteps in terms of being artistic or doing a similar major? Because my sister is doing a similar like kind of health, allied health or whatever kind of major. And it is nice to be able to like give her recommendations on – actually, I'm more of just like – telling her like you need an internship this semester or like (laughs) come on you have to do well on this um Mm -hmm. chemistry test but like linda do you ever wish that you could be a guiding person or you're you're fine with just being like it's fine (laughs) i mean i'm glad i don't have to like worry about him like failing stuff like that i feel like if it came down Mm -hmm. to that i'll be like like this can't go on but i like how he's a different personality like he's a jock kind of um (laughs) And then when we hang out, is I go into like my jock mode, which is kind of fun. <laughs> what is? I want to see evidence yeah, of this what is jock, jock mode. mode? I'll never show you, bro. <laughs> yeah, we, we say bro. Well, Wait, I call my sister bro that, too. <laughs> yeah, do you guys are you like significantly different around your siblings versus your friends? Because I feel like Linda, like you being a jock. I, I I don't think I've ever witnessed that, but like I don't think I'm that different around my sister. Maybe a little meaner, if I'm being honest. But yeah, I feel like I'm also like more annoying to my sister than I yeah. would be to you. Guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mostly the same. Mm-hmm. I guess the the other stereotype or the trait that was listed was trouble admitting when you're wrong or like. Um, I guess this can go hand in hand with type A or like feeling the need to um, be high achievers or like, you know, you always feel pressure from your parents to to do well. Um, and I think those two mm-hmm. pretty much yeah, co- like cause each other, cause and effect. Yeah. I don't know if I would call this like trouble admitting when I'm wrong, but more like I try to hide my mistakes a lot more, um, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like uh grades and stuff like that or like if I did something wrong I don't know um I remember in college there was this one semester I did not do like it did like really bad it was like the worst semester ever and I photoshopped I actually photoshopped my grades to make it look like it was still pretty bad but I made it look like just a little bit better like deleted one c um and I showed it to my mom and she scrolled through it for like one second. It took me like 30 minutes to Photoshop that. But she <laughs> oh only looked at it for one second. <laughs> what gave it away? No, she didn't know. She didn't know. Oh, oh. I um, was like, why did I put all that effort into this? She like didn't even mm. pay that much attention to it. But in the end, it was fine. Like she never mm, found I out. Did that too. <laughs> but like for yeah. school max, I would be like, there's you can't school log max? into school max. And, wow. and when my bro got in, he's like, here's a password to school max. And then it's kind of connected. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, I've been fooling them for years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually the opposite of you guys uh when you're talking about like fooling your, your parents. I think I'm pretty 
um, transparent with my mom when it comes to like academics. Like I, I told her when I did bad or poorly, but when it comes to me talking to my sister about all that academics, I think I'm actually pretty, uh, I, I'm trying to think of a phrase besides tiger mom, but like, I'm pretty like harsh to her when it comes to academics. Like, I think I'm more strict than my mom sometimes about being like, cause she's taking the same classes that I'm taking, especially like general chemistry and like mm-hmm. math and um, anatomy, physiology. And like, if she's telling me she's not doing well, I'm kind of like, okay, but like, you have to do well. Like you have to pass this class kind of thing. Like, oh, you need it to graduate. And why don't you help her I, out? I okay, I do help her, but I'm also like I'm I'm more like I guess I put the pressure on her more because mm-hmm. I did poorly. Like I had to take Orgo a second time and I don't want to see her do that. Or I don't want to see her like floundering when it comes to finding internships and stuff like that. So I'm more of like, you need to get this done. I guess trying to fix my own mistakes, which is really bad, but <laughs> I mean, she might need it though. Like she might actually yeah, like, appreciate yeah. your help. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like um, I'm going to be the type of parent that is like, you need to do it this way because mm-hmm. I don't want you to make the same mistake I did, which is not the great kind of parenting because yeah. you want them to be able to like learn and make their own mistakes. But like when it comes to my sister, I'm like, no, you don't have time for this. We're paying money for this college. Like <laughs> learn from me and like do it the right way. I mean, it's true. Man, I so wish strict. I had someone to like yeah. tell me, oh, you need to apply now and like start looking now because I mean, my parents didn't go through the same process as me, even though they went to mm-hmm. the same school, it was like a different timeline. So. I didn't have someone telling me like, oh, this is where you look or like, this is a class you need to take this. You don't need to take like that kind of stuff. So it's nice to have someone like I'm I'm sure your sister will appreciate it in the end <laughs> that she had your she thinks be, like super annoyed. Like mom doesn't even do this. Why are you doing this? Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely that that the feeling of like um, I'm trying to help and be give guidance, but I don't know if. I might be more just pressuring, but I think that's like me, like you were saying, Sally, because we didn't get that same type of guidance, especially when it comes to like applying for jobs even, mm-hmm. or like knowing where to go for school and taking classes. And so I feel like I have to give on that knowledge. Like I have yeah. to pass it on because my parents didn't do it for me. So I got to help out. Yeah. Mm. My bro shows me his schedule sometimes, like from Testudo, and gets like so excited to tell me about his gen eds. Oh. And he's like, "What's what's like what gen ed should I take?" Like blah, blah blah. He like doesn't even listen to my advice. He's like, "Reddit says you should take something else." <laughs> <laughs> but he's like super like engineering, and like I don't want him to become mm. like that personality. He's starting to show kind of symptoms to be like oh you're you only took business calc like you don't know what you're talking about oh, oh and that oh. kind of thing i'm like no like i'm gonna beat it out, out of him now <laughs> yeah the freshman so you can't be like in that you know academic superiority kind of thing mm-hmm. because he's like too good um but yeah is it like another kind of helping yeah. be like a world <laughs> i don't know yeah, like yeah. yeah yeah like giving them moral guidance like when it comes to um I was wondering like if you're if you saw your sibling like doing something that you thought was immoral, not like extremely immoral, but you know, maybe acting like a dick or something, like just being kind of like rude or a douche or something like that, like mm-hmm. would you say something to them as like as the older sibling, like it is my place to step in and tell you that you're acting like a poop head, like <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the first thing that came to mind i'm sorry but like you know like step in yeah. because sometimes you can see things that your parents don't see and also i feel like at a certain point as you age like your parents don't have as much i don't know like say like it, or it's not like as impactful and it might be more influential from like a sibling mm-hmm. or i'd like to think that yeah i think so i think i mean do you think that your sibling would or even now, do you think they respect your advice and like your opinions? Like, do they still look up to you as they probably did mm, when they were young? I don't even. I feel like it's hard to tell now because I mean I'm not really in the position to give her like a substantial advice right now. But I think she still kind of does look up to me, and like she does ask me for advice of like college and stuff. Mm. Yeah, so, it's think, hard yeah. because. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. It is hard to to know because, like Linda said, with her brother, like looking to Reddit, like now that they're older, they have so many outside influences that they could mm-hmm. look to to yeah. ask for opinions or suggestions, and they're like forming their own opinions. So sometimes, like I'll I'll tell my sister this opinion, and she's like, "Well, actually, like right, my professor says that I shouldn't <laughs> take this class." I'm like, okay, well, or like I learned this on online or i learned this on tiktok or from my friends or something and it's like i'm not sure if what i'm saying has enough pull but also she's still coming to me so i guess i should be grateful for that like she's still <laughs> trying to include me i don't know is this what parenting feels like i know i feel like, like as older siblings like when they leave. <laughs> yeah you get like a, a micro like as we say micro dose of like <laughs> parenting yeah I remember I was telling my sister, like, oh, we can find, like, roommates and stuff if you join Facebook or something. And then the next day, she made a Facebook profile and she already, like, did all these things. But then, like, later on, she was like, oh, I downloaded this app. Apparently, my friend told me that you find people on this app that go to the same school. I'm like, I've never heard this app before. What? My friend. <laughs> yeah. That makes like, you feel old. cool anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think you're lame. I said like Pog or Pog Champ stuff like that. I like try to do. <laughs> I think that's your fault. With that. <laughs> he was like, "Get out!" Yeah, like trying to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not working with your siblings. Like I don't know how we're gonna do it with kids. Yeah, I think you just with have Gen to like, give Z. up. Yeah, yeah, but it is nice to see them like evolve as people over time. I I do enjoy that. Like. Mm-hmm. I guess I still have memories of what it was like watching my little sister, not as an infant, but like as a as a younger kid in elementary school, getting into a lot of trouble or like, I don't know, being a nuisance. And it is nice to have like full length conversations with her or like <laughs> see her talk about something that she's passionate or interested about. Um, mm-hmm. so that's, it's also nice seeing you, like you guys' siblings growing up. It's so... Oh. I remember when we were like... <laughs> Um, in high school, we would always talk about our siblings, like trying to get mm. them together and like be like, oh, you should become friends with her and you should mm-hmm. you should notice Leo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's in your math class. Set them up. Yeah, that's funny because we don't actually ever talk to it. Like, I think I've said one word to Leo, Linda, probably my entire life. And then yeah. Abigail is kind of always just in a back in the background, like coming in and out. And then you'll say something like snarky to each other and then like <laughs> Abigail just seems so cool like she would be like one of those cool people in does she listen school. to this podcast 
I don't think so. <laughs> Abigail does seem like a cool girl. Wow. <laughs> you don't agree? <laughs> this hurts my feelings <laughs> that you think she's cool. Well, okay, you can't... These are not mutually exclusive. You can be cool girl too. No, no, no. no. She can't be cool. Wait, wait. <laughs> at all. What? She can't be cool at all. <laughs> Period. There's she no can't cool. be cool. I don't know. No, but I think I she know. is. Like, in terms of clout, she has more clout than me. So she is mm. a cool kid. Unfortunately. <laughs> what is this competition? <laughs> okay. I mean, do you guys feel competition? Mm. in terms of like cloudiness <laughs> or like academics no, I think or... that was just a joke but in terms of academic I think she felt more of the comp like because I was the first to go through all the yeah. academics like that level so I set the standard and she felt like <laughs> the pressure to live up to my standard which oh. I mean I think she was doing she does fine but mm. she does say that it's like oh my mom does compare Heard to me and be like, oh, your your sister did this, and even my um, even my piano teacher compares her to me. She's like, oh, your sister won this competition. You should try out for that one too. Oh, <laughs> Sally, but you like, set the wait. bar too high. <laughs> no, but my sister does well. Like she, she's does things similarly to me. So, mm. what about you guys? Is there a competition? I'll hear Linda's thoughts having competition. With her bro. <laughs> Yeah, I don't compete, but sometimes I do have to like assert my power and be like, "What? What is? What does the little kid know about like whatever that kind of thing?" Um, so I have to like maintain the power dynamic a little bit. Um, but I feel like it's my own thing. Like he probably doesn't care at all, but I'm like I have to like I don't know, like keep being cool or something. Um. Mm. Also, one thing that we never talked about is like dating. I feel like I got oh. him to like crack open a little bit when we went to Manila Mart. Oh, Manila Mart! And I Mark. saw I saw him in action with his friends, and I was like, "Wow, he really knows how to like have a conversation with me." Just like random grunts sometimes, and he like. <laughs> <laughs> Were you proud of him? I was like, "Wow, like, are you going to introduce me?" He didn't, but um, yeah. So that's why I was like we don't talk about that kind of thing like interpersonal relations and it might be like mm -hmm. a while before we can do you think it's any like, new competition Oops. no no i think that's a good that's a good topic though because mm -hmm. my sister or not recently but she did have a boyfriend and that was like so startling first of all because she had her boyfriend like at the same time as my first boyfriend i was like what is <laughs> oh, this yeah. progression <laughs> this is unnatural but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was the first time we ever talked about, like, dating and stuff like that. And then ever since then, even though they broke up, you know, ever since then, like, that has opened the gates a little bit to talk about, like, dating and that kind of, like, personal life stuff. But and it does seem still easier to talk to you guys about anything that has to do with me and mm -hmm. interests like like that yeah. than with my sister. It just feels so weird to talk to my weird. sister about that. And, yeah, like, I... Yeah. Like sometimes I, when I see her, some people like text her. I'm like, "Oh, who's that?" But she'll never like. She'll just be like, "Oh, it's yeah. just a friend." Mm -hmm. But whenever Wait, she, did she talks have about, like a connection to, huh? Huh? Oh, I was just gonna say whenever she does talk about boys, she's it's always in the context of rejecting them. <laughs> see, she is the cool she's girl. A cool girl. <laughs> this is evidence. Wow. Okay. Kind of sounds like your sister. 
Okay, never mind. What? She's oh. cooler than me? <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but... <laughs> it sounds like Leo doesn't have a chance. <laughs> it is weird. I guess to, to, like, tie in competition and this, like, interpersonal topic, it is weird to see... You're not, like, comparing them because you want to, but you can't help it but see, like, oh, she, like, got a best friend around the mm, time that like I did. Or she, like... Yeah, milestones. She started dating before me yeah. or like around the same time as me. And it, it is weird to think about that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the times. Because sometimes I feel behind just because I'm looking at my sister. Even though she's younger than me, she does seem like to, to pick up on relationships with like friends and like other mm. like, quicker. So it's like, I don't want to compare myself because we're different people. But mm-hmm. It is weird yeah. to see them like I think yeah I felt the same way with my sister um especially when we were still going to church and well even now but she took on way more responsibilities at church than I did I mean honestly I didn't do much I didn't do anything at church <laughs> um but she's like the leader of like the teens uh, what is it called PTF like fellowship oh she's the leader yeah she's like a group leader so she does she has like a bunch of meetings for that and she like seems really busy on the weekends when she has these meetings and she like um I don't know she's like more involved she's more involved in general and I never did any of that when I was her age and even now like I'm not doing any of that so I feel like like pushed to well, not push aside but like I felt behind even though I'm not like trying to strive mm. for that but like, I felt like right I didn't right. like yeah mm. well you know how when you achieve things by a certain age like you publish before you're 20 or something <laughs> like that like the older you get the less like the more pushed out you become or like the less the milestones are correlated mm-hmm. with age a little bit because I feel like my bro is definitely gonna make more money than me and like be more successful career-wise I'm not worried about that yet, but maybe someday. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like it would yeah, that's really. A good point. Oh, I feel like it would really be weird when or if your younger sister like has a kid before you, because then you're like, no, oh yeah, no. Wait, like they're already young. I actually and then joke. There's another <laughs> one younger than her. I joke with my sister about that all the time, though. Because my sister happen? loves. I want it to happen. Like my sister loves children and she she's really good with like handling babies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So we always my mom and I actually we joke that like, oh Nina might have kids before me. She might be like the the auntie to like all of our kids. And then I'll just be like the old crusty, like <laughs> older aunts who looks after and I'm I'm fine with that actually because I think we don't really have pressure in our family to like get married and have kids, except from our grandma. Mm-hmm. She she really wants to see that. But for my mom, it doesn't really happen, but just in case, I'm like okay with putting that pressure on Nina. Like I always push it off. I'm like, oh, like don't don't even expect kids from me. Okay, don't even think about it. Like it'll be all Nina. She'll have kids way before me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Like, I'm like I'm not giving birth burden. so Leo can have the yeah. kids. <laughs> what do you mean? So don't I kind of want line of pictures at your house, like the reproductive line or something. <laughs> it's not really showing us. It's like the pictures yeah. in order. <laughs> Yeah, it's like in birth order of like all the grandkids mm. in my grandma's house. Yeah. And like the next one is me. I guess the next one to have kids is me. But um, I already told my grandma like, oh, it's going to skip. <laughs> it's going to skip. Yeah. Do you have like a tradition in your family that like you can't get married or like, ha- or like the oldest one ha- always has to get married first? 
because in my extended family, at least my grandma was always when she was alive, she was always telling us like, you guys can't get married until the oldest one gets married. And she was always on the oldest ones. Like she was always on him. Be like, when are you getting married? When are you going to have kids? You're holding up the whole family. <laughs> so Wait, was that, that a way to pressure the older kids? Huh? Was that a way to like pressure the older Kind of, yeah. I mean, my older, my oldest mm. cousins are like in their mid thirties now, so I guess that is like prime time to get married. But back then, it would was it enforced? Been, huh? Like, do you think that would be enforced? That, that tradition? No, it was more of something. How would that, you enforce it? <laughs> it was just something be like you can't said. get married. Like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it depends. Also, depends on like their parents and how traditional they were, but. It wasn't really like a bar. I mean, the the other people weren't trying to get married anyways, but it was something that she said a lot and kind of stuck with me. We're like, oh yeah, there's like an order because especially like when we have um, like, okay, this is kind of dark, but at her funeral, like everything was in birth order. So whenever we went to do the bows, it was like the oldest son and it was always sons before daughters. So it was oldest son and the middle son and then mm. like the youngest son and then oldest daughter and the youngest daughter. So like it was very mm-hmm. methodical, I guess, in that way. Like it was always oldest goes first and then the younger fall after. So I think I mean, it's just like a tradition. It's not really like set in stone. And we're not really like that traditional of a family, but it is just something nice to keep the tradition sometimes in the family. So yeah, Would you get itchy if your sister like got engaged before you? I would. I get itchy. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, I got a fan of man's now. (laughs) Even now I'm itchy. (laughs) (laughs) Um. My answer is no. Really? <laughs> That's not a thing in our family. Mm-hmm. No. All my grandma or like all of the, the parents or whatever care about is that you get married before before you have kids. Mm-hmm. That's kind of just the rule. Mm-hmm. And that's just a, like a religious thing. So, yeah. Mm. I guess I broke and pass on the family line. But like I can also oh, that's true. pass on the family line. Um, yeah, why not? I don't know. I guess we never talked about it. Like the, the last name would carry. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know if that's that important. But like my mom's like, we want genetic diversity from both of you. So you both have to have biological kids. Cause I'm like, Leo can just like carry on our genetics. And she was like, no. <laughs> Your mom's diversity. so scientific. <laughs> no, she's like, your genes are also like their genes. So it's like you also have like the responsibility to pass it on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm like, I hate it. I'm like, why am I passing on my like random genes? It's like this is like Darwinism, like natural <laughs> fitness or whatever. Like you have to pass natural down to your genes to be fit yeah. or something. Have you talked to your siblings about that though? Of like, you know, I guess for your brother, especially Linda, like he traditionally would be the one carrying on the the quo name, you know. But it sounds like you would also be interested in carrying on the quo name. <laughs> From what you just I said, mean, yeah, I mean, me, Leo could also get like overridden and carry someone else's name. It's possible, right? Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. Yeah, in a if you're thinking non-traditional, yeah. yeah. My grandpa has a book, um, and it's like a book of all of our ancestors that carry the phone name. Oh, um, 
and it ends with me like on our side because we can't carry on. <gasps> our, so our You're gonna have to keep it. Can't carry you can it just on. keep it. You have to keep it. I mean, you I have to tell it. your spouse. And of course, like, I'm, I'm keeping definitely it. keeping it. But I mean, the branch ends with me because I can't oh. like further it. Unless no, I marry someone with the same last name as me. <laughs> yes, that is possible. <laughs> or you Wait, kids can just have your okay. name. This is off topic, but today I got a new batch of like new genetic whatever in 23andme and i have like a like a six cousin dot 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 six cousin whose last name is your last name sally what oh i'm like wow (laughs) (laughs) anyways anyways that's off topic oh yeah carry on that family name yeah i guess when you have both girls like traditionally like that's like what happens now Mm -hmm. i don't know how that would happen yeah, it's kind of sad. Days, I guess. Like, I wanted to carry on my family name, but I just can't. You can. You can override the name my the children other. after my last name. Yeah. 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 Or I could do a hyphen. Oh, that's so ugly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm actually not that connected to my last name at all. I'm like, there's enough men in my family, and I'm not even genetically related to these people. So <laughs> I. I'm not that I don't feel that much connection to it. So mm-hmm. So would you change uh, you your know, Stefan being like the feminist would you he be is. Being loved? <laughs> okay, but that also just I need another like um what's that called? When what? you do haikus and you have like a another syllable? Yeah, um, I can't just be Ming Lo. That's like too <laughs> it's too short. But Oh that's true. Ming Galt Lo. He was like no, I don't want to hide. Ming Lo Gol. Ming Lo Gol. Ew. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I'm fine with like taking my partner's name, I think. How do mm. we get on this topic? This is not about siblings. <laughs> you can be Huang Ming again. Or like Ming Huang. I right? actually brought that yeah. up. I was like, what if we like cause some people nowadays okay, according to Reddit, <laughs> some people are now like when they get married, they don't want to carry on their family name or they don't have a connection to it or whatever, whatever. So they like choose a new family name to give to their kids and to take on as legal name. Mm. I was like, Stefan, what if we did that? And he was like, actually, I think he was pretty open to it, but I think his parents wouldn't be because he's like the last male in his line. Oh, so he has to carry on. Alicia the can carry it on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> get the older sibling to do the work. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back to siblings. I think the last um, stereotype we wanted to talk about was parents can be over overprotective or demanding to the older sibling, and the child tends to overachieve because of pressure. Do you think it's true or not? My mom was definitely not overprotective of me. Ah, actually, no, I don't think so. She never really babied me like she babies my sister and she doesn't even baby my sister because she was always getting into trouble like Nina was a hard child to like kind of want to baby but like I'm not given like extra chances when I mess up or like that sort of th- that kind of pressure where it's like you're the first one so you do have to set the the bar or you do have to set the the role modeling um I guess in that way but it, it was never explicit mm-hmm when I was growing up it was just kind of like maybe I put that own burden on myself because I wanted my sister to like do well so I put it on myself to like you have to set the precedence but mm. my parents were never 
or my mom was never super demanding. If yeah. anything, she was just demanding that I like cook us food when she wasn't at home. And I was like always so resentful of that. Like, <laughs> I got to be the mother here. I got to cook the food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. That's how it was for us kind of like. They were using my bro as like a tool of morality, like this little helpless thing is depending on you. And that's why you have to be a good person. And that's why you have to like um, cook food and stuff like that and like be a reliable, um, just like be reliable in general. I don't know. What about you, Sally? Mm, yeah, I think I agree with both of you guys, except like, like I said before, I didn't cook food for their sustenance. But when I did cook food for my sister, I was so mad when she didn't appreciate my cooking because I was like, I spent all this work cooking for you and then you're just going to eat a few bites of it. You better finish the whole thing. Anyways. (laughs) Mother. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't think my parents had like different like levels of overprotection and like different demands for me and my sister. I think it was pretty even. Do you ever, um, are you overprotective of your siblings? Like, did you ever, like, I don't know, protect them from bullies? I don't know what I'm, like, did you ever mm. kind of, like, nurture them? Like, you recognized they were younger than you and then you wanted to take care of them? Because the only thing I can think of is, like, when I threw away that note. Everything else is kind of, like, <laughs> Nina was up for her own. Yeah. Like, she had to deal with it on the playground herself. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> My sister could <laughs> handle her. I mean, she didn't have bullies, but she could handle herself. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I think that's how it was for us. But it's also like the mentality that I only I can bully you, but other people then. <laughs> oh, like, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah. true. I remember one time Leo was getting picked on by three girls, and I was like, "What <laughs> oh, are you doing?" Three. And then I had to. <laughs> I mean, he was like outnumbered, <laughs> and I was like talking surrounded. I had a talk, I think. That was the only oh, situation. With the girls? Yeah. I think it was more like play with me instead. <laughs> um, <laughs> see, that is also, that's like a different form of, um, I don't know. Yeah, reactions. Like, I don't think I'd ever like talk to my siblings, like enemies or whatever. I would just, <laughs> at home, I would tell my sister like, you, like, you got to be smarter than this or like, you got to mm, be yeah. better than them, that kind of thing. Like, I would never go out of my way to like, proactively go against other people mm-hmm. just at home it's like talk to her mm. i didn't have the chance to do any of that so it's too bad did you ever you said you were in school one year right uh i think it was when she was in kindergarten and i was in fifth grade. oh that doesn't even count <laughs> so i don't remember it at all but we were in school together for one year I just remember when we were together in school, like I didn't want to be associated with her. Like I didn't want to <laughs> wait. Say I didn't want to act like I acted like I didn't know her. I don't know why, but then we would obviously go home together after school. So, so they knew. Was, they, they knew. <laughs> I guess to um, wrap it up, okay. since we were talking about the future anyway, if you guys want to have kids or, or when you do have kids, do you think you would? want to have that same age gap that you had with your sibling or like more or less or twins <laughs> but how I mean, would you if control- i could i'd want twins. okay okay i guess you can't control that but if you could control you know you can control them if they're not twins but like do you think having that age gap not being in the same school was nice or you would want it differently i think i want it closer actually because i grew up mm-hmm. with like 
a lot of my childhood friends were very close in age with their sisters and they would just be like the closest sisters I've ever seen and I kind of I was kind of jealous that they had that relationship and like I didn't with my sister because like I could not talk to the my sister about the same things growing up as they would and they would just like have their own sister inside jokes and it was just like it was just nice to see you know so I think I'd want my kids to be close in age so they could just be closer even growing up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I like wishing I had more like girlfriends. Like when I go to school, I'm like, I want to get close to girls because I would be so tired of Leo at home. <laughs> and I wanted to experience that like that sister feeling mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but I do want to have a set or... I guess I shouldn't say like a set like they're gonna be a boy or girl like whatever gender the Mm -hmm. kid comes out to be I feel like my age difference is pretty good because we're like exactly the cutoff to not be in the same high school and college which are like your formative years kind of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I actually agree with that Linda like um I think having that distance really helps because my sister and I we weren't super close like one or two years apart so we weren't we weren't having the same jokes or the same similar friend groups, but we were like not far apart enough that we wouldn't get into fight. Like we would always get into fights. So like maybe if we had like that extra year gap where we weren't in the same school at the same time or, you know, there wasn't a chance of like being interested in the same things. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. I think you had a nice middle ground between us, uh, Sally and I. There's <laughs> mm, the middle. I can't imagine fighting mm-hmm. with Ming. Like Ming's fighting like attitude you could ask nina you could ask nina but i I pushed her off of off our bug bed once (gasps) she was fine she she was fine she fell into like a pile of like 30 clothes or something like that (laughs) but i was so mad at her that day i don't even remember over what but bunk beds are not safe if you have kids that get into a lot of fights Mm -hmm. so i had more fun than I expected and we had a lot more to say than we thought talking about our siblings I'm kind of glad we didn't invite them to our podcast like Ming said they're not allowed but it was nice to take some time to reflect on something I feel like I never like thought that intentionally about our relationship I think after our call I'll go downstairs and I'll beat up Leo or something (laughs) um, because all of this like activated me but I do want to become more close with them and if any of our listeners have siblings or planning to have kids or something we did talk about that (laughs) maybe you'll relate to some of our experiences if you like this episode make sure to rate and review us on apple podcasts and you can find us on Instagram at movingalongpod and check out our Medium blog for all of our bonus contents. You can follow us there at movingalong.medium.com. Until next time. Bye. Bye.